Welcome back to Live, Laugh, Lorazepam, episode eight. Today we are going to discuss coming out and how to do things when your anxiety tells you not to. So, Julie, why don't you tell us a little bit about your coming out story? I really just want to sing I'm coming out right now. (laughs) That's Uh, appropriate. (laughs) It is. Um, So, well, we're discussing this. I forgot to say this part. We're discussing this because yesterday, October 11th, was National Coming Out Day. Uh, And Abby and I are discussing, we're discussing that there's a lot of days for a lot of things. Yeah, my theory to Julie was that if we just have enough days to celebrate the LGBTQ uh, community, eventually we'll just take over all of the days. And then it'll be like we're straight because the straights get to celebrate every day. I like it. Let's do it. Ooh, okay. So me coming out. Um, I came out in high school. Actually, like, like the month school was ending, like right before prom. <laughs> um, but I didn't come out to myself till the year before, um, because I was petrified of being gay. Um, I was like the biggest homophobe, um, because when I was younger, and I didn't understand who I was, um. It was when mass was legalizing gay marriage. So I saw all the hate on TV. So I like internalized that and was like, oh, yeah, I hate gay people, too. And yeah. then, you know, a few years later, I was like, oh, no, I am gay. Um, but that was after m- many panic attacks of being like, oh, my God, am I gay? Um, I remember. Oh, I- well, go ahead. I imagine that that's like really hard to growing up and like hearing I mean, we lived in Massachusetts, but imagine, like, I'm imagining, like, other people who live in even more, like, tight-knit communities. Like, if you're told every single day, like, this is wrong and this is bad, um, then you start to believe it yourself. And so then when you are confronted with the fact that you yourself might be gay, you automatically, like, already have these preconceived notions of, like, that you've demonized this group of people and, like, how hard that is to then... You have to almost like reprogram your brain at the same time that you're identifying like this new part of your life. Oh, yeah. And I totally went the like demonized it. I was like, no way. I was like, these are terrible people. Why would anyone want to be gay? Like, we can't legalize this. And I was a kid. I was young. And then I just remember waking my mom up because I couldn't fall asleep and I was having panic attacks. And at the time, I didn't realize like what OCD was for me and I was my OCD was going crazy my anxiety and my depression were bad and like I just was like mom what if I'm gay and then my mom is the sweetest my mom is amazing and I honestly don't remember much about what she said but she was basically like I'd love you anyway and like what if you are but what if you're not um and I'd like to say that that fully helped but it didn't um (laughs) It was years of, like, being a homophobe and, like, being so scared. And then I think it kind of shut off and I thought I was straight. Um, But I think all those years of being homophobic and being afraid of anyone in the LGBTQ community, like, I really wonder what my anxiety would be like without that fear. Um, Yeah. And what my depression would be like without that fear. Um, But then... 
my junior year of high school, well, summer going into senior year of high school, uh, when I realized I was gay, I was in Colorado and I was watching um, Beauty and the Beast in the Round, and it was which is a, a theater oh in the God. round. And I've seen Beauty and Beast on like off Broadway, but in Boston, this put that to shame. Like these people were amazing. I fell in love with Belle. I have a picture with this bell. I actually follow her on Instagram, and we, I might tag her just because, thank you, you made me realize I was gay. Like, Why is it always the fictional characters? It's, I don't know. It's always the awakening. It was also a fictional character that fell in love with a beast. <laughs> kind of interesting. But she was beautiful, and I remember sitting there through the whole show, and, like, there was no more fear. I was just like, oh, shit, she's beautiful. Like, oh, I'm gay. Like, I was like, this is it. I figured it out. So thank you, Belle. Um, because after that, like, I still, I wasn't ready to come out to anyone yet because, like, I hadn't met anyone in person that I would, like, have a relationship with. Um, and there was still definitely some fear. Um, not about my, not m much about my family and, like, n disowning me and stuff because uh, my brother had come out a year or two before that and I knew they'd accept me um but it was still terrifying um and I found space uh, I found stuff online like there was chats uh where people it was not similar to like the suicide prevention chat but it was like an LGBTQ support chat and I was like what if I'm gay how do I do this and they were very helpful uh and then oh, I, that's wonderful right I remember I, I wish I knew the name of it but I was so thankful for them, like late nights on my laptop trying to figure myself out. And um, it makes me think like of the the chat and text feature. Yeah. Of the like, current. Yeah. The offer. Um, what is the number again? 988. Okay, good. Um, it makes me think of that because how comfortable are you as a teenager to sit and chat with someone online or text with someone? And like how helpful that was for you as a teenager. I imagine that. I mean, it's so hard to talk about this stuff when you're just going through it and I bet it's a lot easier to like text about it or especially message to an about anonymous it privately. Can, especially to an anonymous person. Um, but yeah, and then I found this place called Trevor Space, um, which was basically like MySpace for queer youth um, and it's run by the Trevor Project. Um, but they are an amazing LGBTQ plus um, mental health suicide prevention support group um i don't know their mission statement i can't just read it off the top of my head but they're amazing <laughs> um and i met my first girlfriend on trevor's base and once i met them i was like was we were talking for months granted we never met in person but then again i was in high school and still first time i was in love um after like a few months of that, I was like, shit, like I'm done pretending I'm talking to a guy and like hiding who I am. And I was just like, hey, guys, <laughs> gay. <laughs> What's good? Um, no, but I came out to my mom. I don't remember coming out, like having to come out to her because we've had those conversations years ago. But let's just say she wasn't surprised. <laughs> um. Because, like, I'm going to share a picture of myself from when I was younger, and I just scream queer. Oh, my gosh. I actually, I think I did a post a few years ago on Coming Out Day. I mean, like, how did I not know? <laughs> like, look at this. Short haircut, plaid, 
vans, khakis with extra pockets. I'm like, I probably had a uh, flipping carabiner somewhere. I was going to say the carabiner. <laughs> probably had that somewhere. I had a skateboard. I had all the action figures, you know, took me to 18 to come out. Um, I came out to my sister in the car in traffic. To this day, she'll never let me live that down because she's like, Julie, I couldn't escape. And I'm like, I know. That's exactly why I told you in the car. So we would have to have a conversation about it. Um, How did that go? I think. God, this was so long ago. Gross. This was almost 12 years ago. That's disgusting. Um, I remember her being like, okay. And like, I came out as bi first because I thought it'd be easier for people. And honestly, it was like kind of easier for me to be like, I'm bi. Um, and she was like, okay, I don't really remember coming out to my brothers. My dad, I, okay, my dad's the best coming out story for me. I was sitting across from him and I was sitting on like, we had like two recliner couches and one was facing the other. And I throw my hands in my face into my hands and I'm crying and I'm like, dad, I have to tell you something. This man goes, are you pregnant? <laughs> You're like, no, opposite. <laughs> yeah, I was like, dad, that's the farthest thing from it. I was like, I either said I'm bi or I like girls. And then I quickly followed up. I was like, I guys too. And he was like, of course, he's great too. And he's like, I love you. And he's just, same thing he said for my brother. I'm just scared. I'm like, because the world's a scary place. I'm scared for you. Um, yeah. So my family was pretty easy. Like my uncles and stuff, no. Like I had some family members tell me not to tell my cousins. Um, and that was really hard because I was like, why am I hiding myself? Um, and I had heard them say it about my brother too, like, don't tell your cousins. Um, and that was like, granted, if that's my hardest part of coming out, I am thankful that it was just my uncle and aunts being like, don't tell them. Do you think that that had like more to do with the fact that they didn't want to then have to like have that conversation with their own kids? I think it falls on the, that they were very homophobic at the time and mm. so yeah they didn't want to have their conversation but they also didn't believe in it mm, okay i once had my uncle tell me that i wasn't allowed to take my cousin to p-town because he was worried she'd be gay she is now <laughs> but i didn't <laughs> take her to p-town um and she's like, p-town had nothing to do with it though <laughs> just for a listener she's very out and proud so she will not be mad for me outing her and i didn't name her but uh yeah it was really like that was the hardest part of my uncles and mostly my uncles and some of my aunts were just like no my dad didn't want me to tell my great-grandmother and i'm like why i told her anyway <laughs> i didn't care was, i'm like why why am i gonna hide myself and she's the most it was the most accepting woman in the world like she doesn't care as long as i'm happy and healthy um yeah and school school was what i was afraid about School was the scary part. Like, I thought I was going to lose friends because yeah. I was already bullied a little bit for being different and weird and in robotics. <laughs> I mean, we didn't, we really didn't help anything by being in robotics and by wearing, like, the crazy robot outfits and 
dancing the Cotton Eye Joe constantly. Like, I honestly don't think we we helped in any way. They were going to make fun of us regardless. But you know what? Um, make fun of me all you want. I'm glad I had flipping fun doing that. Um, But yeah, school was scary. And then I decided to come out loud and fast. So no mm. one could talk shit about me. Um, I did it, I said it to anyone and everyone that could hear me. I was like, I have a girlfriend. I'm gay. Or I think I said I'm bi. Um, and I got questions, but a lot of people were like, wait, really? They were like, I really thought you had a boyfriend. I was like, played a part that I thought I had to play. <laughs> I'll take my Oscar now. Um, and someone <laughs> Great was like, acting. Yeah, someone was like, you were really good with their pronouns. And I'm like, at first I was like, what? And I was like, oh, yeah, I was, because I had to use opposite pronouns. Yeah. Um, but I'm very lucky with my coming out, like coming out, like my family accepted me. Like there were, it was more internal fear in what the media told me to be afraid of. Um, but I'm very thankful I came out when I did. Um, and everyone needs to come out at their own time. Never, I want people to know, never come out because someone's pushing you too. Um, or you feel you have to. Um, I hope we get to a point when we don't have to come out anymore. It's just people loving people. Yeah. And that there's no surprise with whoever you decide to bring home or talk to or introduce to your parents. Introducing the parents. We should do an episode on that. Oh, my God. Do I have stories? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't have many. I don't. But, oh, I want to uh, hear all of yours. Uh, I've got lots of questions. Um, but yeah, that's my so, coming out story. Go ahead. Tell me, tell me a little bit more about like the progression of your anxiety and depression after you had sort of come out and been like true to yourself and others. Like, did it help? Did it get worse? Did the anxiety change? Like, I definitely had there? like this weight lifted off my shoulders. Um. I remember feeling light and happy. And, like, I was happy before, but it was a different kind of happy. Like, I was just being me. And that was the best feeling. Like, even if people, like, my uncles and stuff who were weird about it or anyone in school who might have been weird about it, I didn't care. Like, I was just happy. I was in, I was flipping 18 and in love. Like, I was on top of the world. Um, there was still anxiety there. Um, and like, I'll, like we can do a whole other episode on this, but anxiety being gay and outwardly looking gay, um, mm. brings on a lot of anxiety when traveling, um, oh, for sure. alone places, um, going on dates, uh, with someone of the same sex is, it can be very scary, um. I remember the first time holding hands with a girl in public was scared the crap out of me. And at first I didn't want to do it. Um, but yeah, if, I mean, I kind of scream queer now the way I, <laughs> the way I look and dress on uh, a very comfortable in my skin and who I am. Um, but it does get scary depending on where I travel. Um, and it makes I mean, me for sure. Think. I mean, think about your, think about your dad's comment. He's scared. He's scared not because of you or your choices. He's scared because the world hasn't caught up and hasn't been as welcoming. And there's certain areas that are even less welcoming and downright dangerous mm -hmm. for you to be in outwardly looking 
different than other people. I have to say and, that ugh, that's ter- that's terrifying for you, for him, for family, for everyone. I'm very um I I I want to make sure I like check my privilege here. Um because I also am I am a cis white queer woman, so I do have some protections from from the evil people in this world just because of the privilege of being white and cis. Um which sucks that that's there. Um but I want to make sure like there are people who have it way worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would For like sure. to invite them on to talk. Um, because mine, if I, I can hide mine if I have to. If I was truly afraid, I could dress incredibly feminine and play the part of straight if I had to. Mm. But not everyone has that, that privilege of being able to do that if they have to. Um, I don't want to but it's there if I need it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's scary. Um, I'm just trying to think of stories, but not my stories to share. So the second part that we sort of wanted to touch on today that you had introduced at the beginning was um, how to do things when anxiety is telling you not to, or as we like to call doing things scared. Um, I do lots of things talk- scared. <laughs> I know. So, like, talk to me a little bit about that. Because, like, I have my own experiences of doing things from, like, an anxiety standpoint. But you've got a whole nother layer in relation to, like, your your coming out story. And, like, talk about sort of doing things scared over the years. So, I definitely have more stories related to doing things scared now. Um, because the wisdom I've gained as I've gotten older um, and realized I missed out on a lot of things because I was too scared to do them. My anxiety told me not to. Um, I wish when I was younger, I told myself to do things scared and had been okay with being gay sooner. And I wish I'd figured that out. I think high school would have been a lot more fun and less anxiety provoking if I'd known it was okay to do things scared. Mm. Um, but we can go back to like dating, doing things scared. Like I really was afraid to hold this girl's hand on a date once, um, because of where I was. And I said, F it. And I held her hand and pushed through my anxiety because I didn't want to miss that opportunity. Uh, and I'm so glad I did. But I remember the fear inside me being like, do I do it? Do I not? Do I do it? Do I not? And even talking to about it with this girl was like, can we? Um, yeah. Like, are you comfortable too? Like, are you okay if we do this in public? Yeah. And that was definitely, that was years ago. Um, now I'm just kind of like, especially in Massachusetts or anywhere in New England, I'm like, whatever. Yeah, I'm out with a girl. Check that. Check out who <laughs> I'm with right now. I'm like, yeah, that's that's who's with me. Like, she chose to be here with me. Like, yeah. Um, like, I'll flaunt it now. But before, <laughs> yeah, I was very, very scared doing things like that. Um traveling I remember going to Nashville and when I first went to Nashville I was cargo short wearing backwards hat like total dykey dyke looking lesbian (laughs) it was I was stereotypical like to the T um and I remember being like so afraid but I like I didn't let it stop me from from going 
Um, and granted, now knowing what I know about Nashville, like I shouldn't have been afraid to go to Nashville. Um, but I'm yeah, glad it's I didn't. still outside of your comfort zone. You know, yeah. like that's you don't know that right off the bat that like, oh, this is a pretty liberal and accepting town. But from the outside, like I would that's terrifying. Yeah, it was still Tennessee. So like I was like, Meh. um, I do before I jump to yours, because I have I want to hear yours and then I have some not related to coming out, but what I've done as I've grown. Um, but I do want to say, I think someone did something scared yesterday, and it is the pre- pre- <laughs> your face just made me laugh. Uh, it is the presidential press secretary, right? Is that, is that what they're called? The press secretary? Yes. yes. Came out in a press conference uh, live and I love that. told their story. Um, and my cousin said it to me this morning. And I got goosebumps watching it. I'm gonna have. We're gonna share it. Um, but this woman is the first out press secretary. Um, and it just goosebumps. Like, how awesome is that? That on coming out day got to do a speech about her story or their story and coming out. And it was it was goosebumps. Amazing. And I'm sure they did I- that scared. I just love that like mic drop moment too. doing it live, doing it like you you have the stage of the country, essentially. And the fact that you're allowed to. Oh, my God. I know. That's amazing. Goosebumps still. I'm talking about now. I'm just like, oh, my God. It's like so, so empowering. And I hope that will help more people come out. Yeah. And I think like the like. The doing things scared aspect, I think sometimes, like, that's such an extreme degree. Like, that's huge. That's so big. That's amazing. And, like, wow. Very inspiring. But then there's also the, like, on the smaller um, level. I mean, like, just tiny things. I mean, you being able to feel like you were comfortable enough to walk around in the clothes that you wanted to wear holding another girl's hand like those are those are very small things but can feel like monumentous in your own life and I just I think the doing things scared needs to be acknowledged on like all levels that like it can be going to a movie by yourself and just being terrified like oh people are gonna think I'm weird or like I'm really anxious to be in a crowd right now or, or whatever it is it can be that small or it can be something so much bigger but just making sure that you don't let your anxiety like rule your life i want to say going to things alone is a power move that i have slowly learned throughout the years um oh hell yeah like still scares me like tomorrow technically going solo to demi lovato um even though abby has some lovely friends there that are gonna hang out with me but um like scared yeah scared going solo it kind of freaks me out but i'm gonna do it scared because otherwise i'd miss that concert i always buy two concert tickets (laughs) and figure out who's coming out coming with me later my wallet like has suffered i want to (laughs) go yeah one time i bought my first solo concert ed sheeran i could only get one good seat it was a single it was all that was left and i said fuck it i'm going ed sheeran by myself i loved every second of it just little little me well i think i think there's also something to be said for like while for work i had to travel 
um, and traveling alone. I had never like been on a plane alone. I had never traveled. I didn't know. Like I was so scared of going through like security alone, like not having someone there to like tell me what to do. But after you do it a few times, like it was the first time I probably messed something up. But after a few times, it started to feel empowering. It started to feel like I can do this because suddenly you realize that you're okay. That you're like, you're at this concert or you're at this movie, you're at this restaurant and you're okay. Like you're alone and maybe you're worried what people are saying or looking. Honestly, no one's looking at you. You're fine. And you start to feel, I don't know. I get like really excited sometimes. Like at first I feel uncomfortable and then I'm like, I'm in my jam right now. Like I'm loving this and I can do this on my own and I have the power to do this on my own. Um, But at first, hell yeah, doing things scared. That's terrifying. That's how I do most things. Like I have, like <laughs> if I if I didn't do things scared, I wouldn't do anything at all. I have to push through. And like, I have to make my anxiety my bitch. <laughs> From being honest, okay. Episode title. <laughs> it's true. I do. Otherwise, I don't get shit done. Uh, and it's something that that takes a long time to learn, and I want I want people to know that we're not saying do things scared and expecting you to do everything scared, um, because it is hard. But start start with the baby things. Start with small things that you're that you freak you out, um, but you know are good for you. Um, Social gatherings that was a big one for me. Going to like events in college, going to a party getting invited somewhere and not having one anyone to like go with and showing up somewhere on my own that was like it sounds so silly but like it terrified me to a degree that I can't even explain and then also like you I could have stayed home like I would have been comfortable staying home but then I would have missed out on like all those like experiences memories like making new friends like I made some great friends when I did that, because you run into other people who are like, you know, maybe not the life of the party and they're maybe a little uncomfortable, too. And you gravitate towards each other. Um, and I, I just made some like so, such wonderful friends doing that. But like at first and even now, still today, sometimes I get like, you know, social anxiety of like, oh, I don't even with people I love, like I'm like, oh, my God, do I want to go maybe a crowd like. I don't, I don't know if I'll be comfortable. Like, what food's going to be there? Like, who's going to be there? What are we doing? Is it going to be cold, hot? Like, I overthink everything to the point where it would be easier to just curl up in a blanket burrito and stay on my couch. But at the end of the day, like, I, I want to go to those things. If I'm overwhelmed or having a panic attack and need to stay home, okay, fine. That's my body telling me and my mind telling me, like, hey, maybe not this one. But even if I go to, like, one that's awesome. And that's a win for me. I'm like, okay, I can do it. Check it out. And then you realize, yeah, exactly. And then, and then you're just, you know, like that, I'd like you said earlier, it's just so empowering knowing that you can do things, even though your brain told you, Hey man, this is terrifying and it's probably going to go terribly and everything's going to get all fucked up. And that's just your anxiety, like whispering in your ear, (laughs) but that you can kind of overcome that. It is the best feeling when you push yourself to do that. Um, you talked about traveling alone. Um, I'm a, a single lady. I'm going to sing single ladies now. Um, <laughs> and 
I do things scared so I don't miss out on opportunities because I don't have a partner to just be like, let's go do this. Um, and sometimes I don't have friends who want to go do do certain things, so I do them alone. Um, and traveling is one of them. And granted, the places I've gone, I usually stay with family, but during the days I do everything solo. Um, and that, like going to Hawaii. I spent most of my days alone because my uncle and my aunt were working. I rented a car and I have seen so much of Oahu and had so many experiences and just have been alone, but in such a positive way. Um, my biggest thing that I've done, scared, what I pushed myself to do was go cage diving with sharks. Um, oh, no. Oh, my God. Is, I can't no, wait. I do it again. Never. It was amazing. Um yeah, and my uncle, like, I wasn't going to ask my uncle to pay money just to sit on the boat with me because I didn't think he'd want to cage dive, and he didn't seem interested. And I was like, I'm not going to miss out on this because no one wants to go with me. So got on a boat. Didn't know anyone on the boat, um, which could be sketchy, but it was a very well-known um, tour. They have reviews. The Yelp reviews. Yep. I was made sure I was safe. The, I mean, the sharks themselves didn't have reviews. And say that and then no one left like oh hey bitey mcbite face over here bit my left toe off i uh, can't think of shark names shark bait sharks should have yelp reviews <laughs> they should oh this one Mm-mm. that one took louis left arm um but no i i i did it and i also get seasick um so pushing oh, myself wow. to do something yeah I got seasick and chum in the waters, won't lie. I also had my period. Was a like trifecta right there. Oh, it was like not my day to go shark diving. But wait, I still wait, 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 wait. You were like, I'm going to go swim with sharks while I'm actively bleeding. And to sweeten it for them, I'm going to puke into the water <laughs> first. <laughs> yep. You were like, how can I attract these beasts to me? Yeah. And granted, um, they were only Galapagos sharks, which... Um, don't aren't known forever. I mean, they might have attacked people, but they usually just bump into you and be like, "Hey, what are you doing here?" Get out of my space. Yeah. Um, they were beautiful. One of the best experiences of my life. I uh, can't wait to do it again. I would love to do it with great whites one day. Um, as the honestly, the scariest thing was the barracuda because the barracuda could fit through the cage. But I've swam. No, with, no, 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 but no, 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 no. I've I've swam around barracuda before. And they don't do anything. Don't just don't go in their face with anything shiny. Okay. They're there for like the food that you drop off the boat. And the reason the sharks are all there is because the fishermen will go in the area and drop like the baby crabs that they catch that they can't keep um, or that get in their fishing nets and they drop them there. So the sharks know there's going to be food. Um, But yeah, it was awesome. Did you know that in shark cages though, um, it's like your legs just go in and out like... There's no plexiglass. No, it's what? just your legs go in and out of the cage, the waves. Like, you should do your best to keep them in, but it's pretty hard. But, yeah, I was like, I was thinking there was going to be plexiglass and I was going to be nice and fine. Nope. Okay, you guys can't see my face, but I am, like, horrified right now. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. Can't wait. Five stars. Just take Dramamine oh before. And try not to go on your period. Um, but the best thing I've ever done with my anxiety is that, like, and I'm, 
I like when I need to pump myself up, I'm like, yeah, you did that alone. Like if you can do that, you can do anything. Um, but that's helped me do other things. Um, and granted smaller things, like that's my biggest, but I've But you you like proved to yourself that you could and that you survived and that you were self sufficient doing it. And I think like that that's a big message to like your future self and your past self to like remember, wow, I never thought I could do this and I did it. And then in the future, like, hey, I did that thing. I can be strong again. Yeah, I try. I try. It's like keep it there in my pocket. Like if I need it, you did that. Like tomorrow, I'm going to use it tomorrow when I go to Demi. I'll be like, these people aren't as scary as sharks and barracuda. <laughs> You're good. That, that's the bar. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 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 the first five rows trying to get to Demi. Yeah, I don't know how you do. Are you in the pit? Yes. I, I oh my God. It's my first time I don't pit know how solo. you do that. I couldn't. You know I, me. This, I'm, the, it's, uh, I'm gonna show sorry, up. I'm gonna show up like twelve hour early, wait in line to get front row type of concert person. Like next week, <laughs> you is, are. Next week is Fletcher, and we have meet and greet. And my cousin's like, "Should we show up at like 30 I'm like, "I'm showing up way earlier than that because I want to be front row." Um, and there's already gonna be a line. Like I showed outside of Tori Kelly once at like eleven a.m. I will be that person. But I also think it's like being true to yourself and your wants and needs. Like you spent money on these tickets. You love concerts. You love their music. This is something you're very passionate about. And so like pushing past your anxieties to get the most out of the experience that like you've been looking forward to. And that's I think that's like wonderful that concerts are not my thing. But they're like whatever your thing is that you should like treat yourself or that you should push past your anxieties to like give yourself the experiences that you yourself want. I like that. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Don't let your anxiety stop you from treating yourself. Um, but you asked how I do pits. Um, I've, this is my first time doing it solo though. I am calling your lovely friend and asking for support. Once I'm in there. As you should. We have support systems here. Yes. Um, and I have some other people that are going, but no concert pits. Like I don't like being in like the middle. So that is also why I show up early is because I want to be as close as the front as possible. So I don't have people my front and back. So like a front row, I have the bar and I'm not in yeah. the middle tomorrow. There's no way I'm getting up close. Um, so do, is it the, like, okay. So for me, get overwhelmed by noise. And so, like, that would never, ever freaking work for me. I don't get overwhelmed by crowds because of the number of people. I get overwhelmed by crowds because of the noise. And so, like, a concert plus a giant crowd, like, my biggest nightmare. And so that's why with concerts with you, like, I love that we always, like, in a lot of places, like, we'll stand off to the side or we're, like, close to the pit, but we're still in seats. And that's very comforting to me because I'm like, okay, spot. And that there's a crowd in front of me but I'm not part of it there's a bar between us and even if it's loud like I now can take like earplugs or something else to like make myself more comfortable so like is it not the is it the people that stresses you out sometimes or is it not is it the noise 
It's the people. It's definitely not the noise. It's the people and not having my own space. Um, and also people like getting in my space or taking my space. I'm very like, stand- like my mom took me to concerts young and she taught us how to stand our ground and keep our spots. And I, to this day, think think about like my first concert with my mom that was pit and like elbows go out. Like I keep my spot. <laughs> Um, and I think that's it too, but the, yeah, it's the people like in like touching me and like, I mean, I push myself through it because I love the music and going back to like a few episodes ago, we're talking about Gaga and like, I don't dance. I, I am there to watch the performance. I will sing my heart out. I apologize if anyone can hear me sing my heart out, <laughs> but I am there for that. So like, yeah, I don't want people jumping and touching me, but I will push myself through it because I want to be up close you want the experience yeah like where we stood abby and i saw julia michaels a Great fantastic concert. show but we did we stood up to the side because i had a little spot that i've always gone to which is close enough but you're not jam-packed with people and you can go and exit and use the bathroom and the bar and come back and okay, like, i loved that yeah that was fantastic it's no longer a thing what they block it off now yeah they have like little tables there at least the so last like, time I went. VIP? I think so. Honestly, I don't know. It's just what, some way to make more money. Annoying. Lame. I know. It was my spot. That's where <sighs> we got. We saw Kesha there too, right? Yeah. Actually, we, I had that memory come up a few years ago. And we stood there for Kesha too, didn't we? I think we yeah, did. Same we got, spot. Like, we got sprayed by. What did she spray? Oh, beer. <laughs> yes. That was an amazing show. If you've never seen Kesha live, this was her comeback tour. We saw her at the House of Blues. I've never been so close to Kesha in my life. Amazing. so amazing. But I'm glad you did those scared with me. Oh, yeah. Because, like, and that's the thing. It's funny. I will go see a concert with you and I'll go see a concert with Phil. Um, I do not want to see a concert with anyone else because I'll dance or sway, but I I want in and i might sing along and that's about it but like i do not like people being like up in my space and i really like the noise i've i have like special headphones that i bought to like enjoy concerts they're the eargasms right i know i hate that name so much i love it i think it's funny um but i actually bought them when i was working weddings because when you photograph it like a reception at the dj like insanely loud music and the best spot to stand for photos is usually by the stand because everyone will face the music and sometimes they'll face like strobe lights or something like that towards the crowd and so it's the best place to stand but if you stood there without anything in your ears you would be deaf like by your second wedding of the week and so I was working a wedding almost every weekend um, with like my mentor and he quickly was like no 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 you need to invest in some good earplugs. And I got those ones and I was like so embarrassed by them, but they work so well because they let in, they still let in voices. And so I could still listen to music or hear someone talk to me, but the, like the bass and the majority of like uh, the noise, like just like the overwhelming noise was gone or at least muted. Um, And that, that has honestly helped me like enjoy so many things. This is not an ad, but it is an ad. Meaning, we're not paid to talk I about hate this. Their name. She doesn't like their name, but they work. I bought them for Katie. They work really well. Katie. Yeah, they're fantastic. We went to like Katie's my sister, by the way. Um, I didn't know if you knew that, Abby. I don't know if you've ever met my sister before. <laughs> Lies. 
Never met her. Um, <laughs> guys, I'm in Julie's like family Christmas card. Okay, that's that's where we're at here. <laughs> Move over, Katie. Ooh, Katie, watch out. I mean, <laughs> I am single. You can be my partner in, in my future family picture. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, Phil. I appreciate it. Can, can Phil come too? <laughs> Phil can take the picture. <laughs> I trained him well. I'm already part of one throuple. I don't know if I can be part of another. That's a, that's a lot to juggle. I'm a lot. I'm a, I'm, I will proudly say I'm not a third wheel. I am part of throuples. I I'm mean, included. Julie, if we go out, you're not the third wheel. Phyllis. <laughs> That's on record. I've also said that to his face, so I don't feel bad. I think he said it to us too. Sorry, Phil. While he, while he's sitting there dejected. <laughs> Sorry. My apologies. I don't know if you listen to every episode of this. Well, actually you might because when you listen to the edited versions. Yes. Phil, I'm sorry. Um but I love you. Wait, do you want to hear the cutest thing? Yes. So I wasn't sure if he was actually listening to the podcast. I told him he didn't have to. I was like, look, you hear me talk all the time. You really, you really don't. You don't have to listen to the podcast as well. But he was listening to them while he went on his runs. And I was like, okay, wait. So you're home with me. I don't stop talking ever. And then you leave and have a moment of silence alone. And you choose to listen to me talk some more. I love him even more now. He was like, yeah. Of course. I was like, okay, just fucking melt my heart. Why don't you? Oh, you married a good one. I mean, we already knew you married a good one. Like, I'm pretty sure I just saw him bring stuff into your office to for you to eat. Like There's that a was- tray of dinner to my left right now that smells so good. He like snuck in and it was so cute. Like, I, oh, it was adorable. I got to find a Phil, but a Philian. You know, because I was thinking, Jill, you know, Phil and Phil and Lil from Rugrats. I used to put them together and make Philian. I need a Philian. I love that. I'll find her somewhere. Um, But yeah, doing things scared. I'm sure Phil walked into this room scared to drop up dinner. <laughs> Just kidding. Yes. Um, well, I think it's also like something we've realized recently is we're very risk averse. And you don't we have a tendency say. to what you don't say. <laughs> Shut up. And tendency to like play things safe. So like we like our life the way it is. We like our comforts the way they are. We like our favorite food, drinks, and try new in like some senses. But we're in, we very much are the type of people that like we constantly will like weigh the pros and cons, and then we usually lean towards what we're more comfortable with. Um, and we're try we literally it's funny we had this conversation last month about trying a little bit harder to like step outside our comfort zones not to an extent that you know that we're not enjoying ourselves but knowing we're going to have fun at something an event or knowing we're going to have fun doing some sort of adventure together um and then doing what we need to do to feel comfortable leading up to it if that's like research or prepping or planning or whatever it is but then still doing it just doing it a little scared um, because I don't want to miss out on things in life because of my mental health. And I have for sure. And I probably will in the future, but if I can push back even just a little bit and be able to like try something new, enjoy something, like get myself, I don't know, a little less comfortable, 
then I think that's like first of all good for my mental health a good practice and also good for just like well growth because then the next thing doesn't seem so scary and then the thing after that and suddenly you're in a new place and you're like holy crap how'd I get here this is awesome that's funny I was just gonna ask you if the more you do it the less scared you get yeah for sure yeah for me too I think I mean this the the anxiety will always be there but it makes it easier to do them well because it's the unknown that I think scares me the most yeah it's the not knowing like what's gonna be there what's like like stupid thing knowing how many people are gonna be there who's gonna be there what food is there like where's the closest bathroom where's the exit do I need to bring a bag do I need to bring an extra jacket like very simple things that aren't that big a deal but like then they compound in my head and I'm like oh my god I don't know I've never been there I've never been to this venue I've never met these people I've never done this thing which is so funny to me that you don't have parking anxiety Oh, none. You think about all those other things, but you don't worry about where you have to park. Okay. So I think, I honestly think it's because, first of all, I've been driving since I was like 15, but I also am ridiculously good at low parking. So I know that I can park pretty much anywhere, but I think I developed that skill because of (laughs) exact fear. You learned how to park. Oh, you just reminded me, remember that spot when we went to Laugh Boston and I parallel parked into the world's smallest, no, not parallel, backed in, but I could have paralleled. Mm. Yeah, you learn to park in the craziest spots because you're afraid of not finding a spot to park in. And also like, I I do, okay, my thing is though that like I'll pull in somewhere and if it's like a big parking lot, I will just, even if it's the farthest one from the door, whatever I see first is where I'm going just so I can guarantee I have a spot. Like I'm not the person to circle the lot to find one closer. I'm like, no, there's one. I must confirm it now. Mine. Oh yeah. I got to figure out parking for tomorrow. Spot hero. Are you you driving in? Yeah. See, I, my anxiety also is with the train. Growing up Mm -hmm. on the train, took it all the time. Um, But to me living so far from the train now, like if I'm already going to drive to get to the train, I'm just going to drive all the way in. No, that makes total sense. Like, I'm not going to put, my like, the stress on myself on catching two different trains. Um, Honestly, it would be the same. Like, you driving to the train and then getting on the train would probably take longer than just driving straight yeah. in. Yeah. And, uh, granted, it's a little bit more to park. Um, but, like, it, it makes things less stressful and it makes it easier for me to do. So, I'm just going to jump on Well, there's, the like, there's that peace of mind for you. So then you can stress about something else instead. And then I know after the concert, I don't have to stand around even more people. I just mm. have a car waiting for me. If Chris was in the state, Chris is my brother. Abby knows that. <laughs> um, I would, I would, because I just watched his dog for two weeks, I'd be like, hey, 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 you want to come pick me up? And he'd be like, yeah. no, but I'll pay for your Uber. That's a great brother. It is. Well, I, I watch his dog. And house it, so he he pays you in Ubers. Yeah, he'll I'll be like, hey, can you can you drive me? He's like, what time? He's like, can't I just pay for the Uber? And I was like, I guess so. I guess that works. Um, but I'm very very appreciative for it. We we pay each other back in dog watching and Ubers. Um, but yeah, that's my that's another way I do things. Scared is taking away the things that aren't needed. Like if there's an easier way to get there. 
I take that route just to make sure I can enjoy that day. And then also like having the things in your car that you know will calm you down. So like having a bottle of water, having your music that you can turn on, like having your favorite sweatshirt or whatever it is, like having those things at the ready. Air conditioning. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. So you don't get overheated and pass out. Wait, okay. That is my new fear. Um, I'm sorry. I brought that no, up No, no, no. It's okay. <laughs> it's not going to stop me from doing things scared. And it's actually it's a good topic here. Uh, because I passed out at my last concert, I'm very nervous it's going to happen again. And being solo, I'm like, what if it does happen? Um, but I have some like hydration packs that I'm going to drink before I go in. Um, so I have make sure my electrolytes are where they need to be. Um, I am not taking an edible. No, oh don't do that. God, I was at a wedding this weekend and I had an edible. I was like, I'm going to be fine because I didn't want to drink because I didn't want to be hungover. And like drinking makes me feel gross, but I still wanted to be loose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was paranoid out of my mind. <laughs> okay, so that's the bad doing things scared. Yeah. <laughs> paranoid and then i'm sitting there and i felt lightheaded like i was gonna pass out again thankfully i was still at the table but this dj goes pick a team captain for your table and then that person had to get up and dance and then they go captain pick someone at the table who looks like they're having the least amount of fun and everybody looks at me every single person and i'm like you assholes and i'm going like being like no 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 and thankfully my sister's uh Best, one of her best friends, Joey, was there, and he knew I was anxious. He's like, nope, pick someone else. He's like, we're having an anxiety situation <laughs> over here. <laughs> I'm like, thank you, Joey. Again, support system. Yes. I was very thankful that I had mentioned that because um, to him that I was anxious. But yeah, mm, I was so nervous I was going to pass out again. I got that same lightheaded feeling. So um, I'm no longer going to take edibles out in public situations until I figure out why I get lightheaded. Yeah. Don't dabble the, don't mix all the medical issues together. I'm not going to push it anymore. Also, especially when like taking an edible, I take an edible to relax. I don't need my edible to then like create more problems in the brain. That is just not, no, not invited. No, thank you. I would have been fine and like loosey-goosey and fun if I didn't get lightheaded. Which I. Yeah. And then, but then once it's there. Then you start thinking about it and you're like, holy shit, am I going to pass out? Yep. And then that's all you can think about. Yeah. Spiral. It's not a thing for me more. And I need to realize I don't need to drink or have an edible to have fun. I just need to let loose scared. I think one it's of the most lesson. like helpful things for me after college was I, I like just, I drank way too much in college and I have I I have like an issue with sugar sometimes and get really sick or I would get I would have like really weird reactions to alcohol and so like I have to be careful about what I drink but I took off like five years after college at about a year or so after college I stopped drinking completely and so for about five years I didn't straight I didn't drink I didn't smoke I didn't anything and it was very enlightening because I think it showed me that I could still go out with all of my friends and have a lot of fun and enjoy myself. And then I could still go early. I could go home early if I wanted to. But the next day I always felt great, maybe a little tired from staying out, but like that was it. And I still had all my memories. And honestly, I ended up 
like driving a lot. I would be like the DD because I didn't mind. I had a car and like I could be the DD and it gave me not that I needed one, but it gave me an excuse to not drink or not smoke. And when people would be like, oh, why aren't you drinking? You'd be like, oh, I'm the DD for the night. Um, but even just doing that, like showed me that I could handle like the situations. I could still have fun. I could still be with the people I wanted to be with and not have to do that. And I've, I'm glad I've like been able to sort of like find the things that work for me now. But I think it's like a, along the same vein as being comfortable being alone, going to a concert alone, going to the movies alone, going to a restaurant alone. And that like self-sufficiency sort of like ego boost that you get knowing like, oh yeah, I can do this. I'm good. I can rely on myself. That I'm going to work on with a credit. I don't drink a lot because I don't go out a no, lot. No, you don't. Um, but like I want when I do go out like weddings or concerts, I do want that thing to help me like loosen up. But I shouldn't eat like tomorrow I can't and I'm driving. So I'm just going to have to learn to be like there's like a there's free. a difference between like wanting to enjoy something and needing to enjoy something like I know I don't need to have a glass of wine in order to have fun with my friends, but I still enjoy a glass of wine. I, I still crave a glass of wine every once in a while. And so like being able to differentiate and saying like I'd enjoy one. I'd enjoy having a glass of wine right now at this wedding or like. I'd enjoy having an edible with my friends because we're at someone's house and we're safe and we're not going anywhere. Like, but not feeling like you have to have it in order to have fun is like a very freeing sort of concept. No, I 100%. I always flip and say that. That's every episode is a speaking of drinking is a drinking game with Julie. How many times will she say stupid shit? Or, I want to go back and listen to them all and like tally them and then do a raffle of like who can guess the closest number. Or like, so I say 100% on here, but then when Abby's taking a picture of me, I always throw up the peace signs or like the shaka <laughs> or some weird and Abby always goes the finger guns. And last time we were taking yep. a picture with Nicole virtually and I throw these up with this stupid ass grin, throw some peace signs up and then I'm like, Why? That's like my go-to. It's like, I don't know what to do with my hands. So I'm like, pizza hands or shaka or like, <laughs> yeah. I do the I do the head tilt a lot. I always go like, ooh, and you I do. like tilt my head. And then I'm like, in pictures, I look back. I'm like, why is my head tilted? Why am I doing that? It is the like, Abbey. I, I don't know what that pose is. It's the Abbey. That's what it's called. <laughs> the anxious reaction <laughs> to all of a sudden being photographed. You're like, I take the photos. Don't take a photo of me. Rawr. I, uh, yeah, honestly. Someone asked me this weekend, someone took a picture of us. Um, we were away for the weekend. And so someone took a picture of us uh, at like a restaurant or something. And they were like, do you want to look at it to make sure it's okay? And I was like, no, actually, I don't want to look at it at all. <laughs> I was like, I would rather not look at it because like, like everyone, I think I have like, you know, body image things that I'm still struggling with. I'm like a woman living in the 21st century. Um, and I know if I look at it, I'm just going to zero in on something I don't like, or I'm going to be like, Oh, I look uncomfortable. I look awkward. Like I wasn't ready. And in reality, like when I look at it later, it's a photo. It doesn't matter. It's I look happy. That's all that yeah. matters. 
you're with your hubby, you're smiling. But I do the same thing. Right. Like my sister and her best friend have sides, like group pictures we take, they have to be on the right side. I'm like, guys, the only side I have is that when I take a selfie, the selfie has to flip because I don't like it when it doesn't flip. Like, I don't like the way my face looks to all you people. I like the way the mirror shows me my face. But I kept taking pictures at the wedding this weekend. And uh, I have, like, light tremors and I take shaky photos and they kept telling me to stop taking photos. And I was like, Aww. okay. But actually, I was excited because I didn't want to take any more photos. Um, but then I was like, it wasn't blurry when I took it. Yes, it was. Julie, you shake. <laughs> And those of you listening in the medical field, I know why I shake, so it's okay. Don't diagnose me. Not that we have enough listeners to diagnose me with something. And I have a physical tomorrow. That's something I'm really doing scared because I don't like the doctors. I'm glad you're getting your physical before you go to the concert, though, considering your last interaction with a doctor was after a concert when you passed out. I'm going to walk in and be like, I'm going to a concert. Let's make sure I don't die. And she's gonna be like, "Don't take an edible," and I'd be like, "But why?" I honestly don't like. Ugh, that's a whole other episode. Edibles, another story. Um, yeah, no, I'm going getting my physical. Um, and then I think I'm my. I think I'm gonna work remotely from my car. Um, so I don't have to go back home to go back to Boston. Um, or Wait. from a Starbucks. Yeah, work with, I love working from Starbucks. It's like one of my favorite things. I'm going to have to buy a lot of drinks because I drink fast, so it's going to just look like I. You also don't drink hot drinks. I don't. Sociopath. Yep, that's me. Wait, I have going to send you a text message later. I have, op- I have so many suggestions for like what you should eat. <laughs> no, nothing hot. Like, no, if it's not soup. No, 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 not not a, unless it's soup imagine getting soup at starbucks no i won't suggest drinks i will suggest food options oh at starbucks i don't yeah i, I eat a lot of i don't think that's really great but the ham and swiss it is what it is. croissant roll thingy is amazing so the spinach feta egg white wrap is my favorite thing in the world i ate one this morning their coffee cake their lemon bread oh i haven't had that Oh, it's so good. It's got icing on it. So, okay. I'm hungry, <laughs> clearly. Um, we can wrap up anyway. Circle- yeah, we can wrap up. So, circling back, yesterday, National Coming Out Day. If you Talked came out, bit. congratulations. If you didn't, congratulations. If you're gonna, congratulations. <laughs> that is just added to the LGBT um, agenda for taking over the entire calendar with days to celebrate. Shh, don't tell um, them our secret. <laughs> the war plan yes one day at a time so it was really kind of fun hearing about your coming out story and sort of the how like mental health played into that and talking about um doing things scared i think that's something that like you don't have to be in the lgbt community to like relate to that but that is like an added thing i mean coming out was a scary thing and you still did it you still live your truth which is wonderful um and for everyone listening if you have something to share about what you do when you're scared what you still do when you're scared even when anxiety is like whispering and you're like oh my god aren't you worried like about what <laughs> everything 
Oh, now I am. Share your stories with us Can- on Instagram. Send us a DM. Maybe we'll share it on the next episode. Can we do an anonymous Q&A where people can just come out if they want to anonymously so they can tell someone? Be like, I'm gay. And we'll have no idea who it is, but we'll share it. Sure. Love that. Tag us in your Insta stories. Send us a message. You tell us what level of anonymity you want and we will we will uh, celebrate you whether you want us to know your name or not. So thank you all for listening. And uh, thanks so much. We'll see you next time. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at livelaughlorazepam and slide into our DMs to share your story or provide feedback. Make sure you subscribe. Call or text 988, the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline, for free and confidential support to people in suicidal crisis or emotional distress.